How to be a salesperson without coming across as a salesperson? How do you learn new techniques and not just sound like you're regurgitating a bunch of sales garbage and turning homeowners off and coming across as a slime ball who's trying too hard? Yeah, this is a good question. And in fact, this video, this is a shout out by the way for my first video that was suggested by a family member, my cousin Arison. Arison, thank you. So Arison, who is a total fellow book nerd in all of the best ways, we swap book ideas and Arison is someone who is very keen to understand human psychology, communication, buying and creating good sales experiences that not only are effective but are pleasant to go through for the recipient. So Arison sends me a message. She watches uh, videos, by the way, thank you, Arison, shares them with folks in her office. She says, hey, Adam, can we get a, a Roof Strategist video on how to be a salesperson without coming across as a salesperson? And then she further explains, and this was just so well written that I, I want to read it to you word for word. She goes, example, sales guy John watched the videos, read some books, and now when he talks to people, he applies everything he learned like using their name, demonstrating active listening, particular body language cues, certain phrasing, etc. Unfortunately, the customer recognizes these tactics. And while they're well-intentioned, John just comes across as someone trying to sell or something. Now, Arison, thank you again, because this is a topic that does come up. People say, I don't want to sound like a robot. I don't want to sound forceful. I don't want to be pushy and I don't want homeowners to feel like they're being sold. And this becomes even more common amongst companies who place a really high value on hiring what I call good with people people. Maybe you call them that too. I'm looking for people who are good with people. Folks who you know, you don't have to question their ethics. You know they're going to take care of homeowners. You know that they uphold your values. And sometimes when these excuse me, folks are, are learning to sell, they feel and sound in a way that's incongruent with how they really want to come across. So I really appreciate this video suggestion and in this video I want to break down three different ways to help you learn new things in sales and apply them without sounding salesy, sleazy, coming across as a salesperson or making you have commission breath. Just want to say a quick welcome or welcome back right before we get started. My name is Adam Benz from The Roof Strategist and everything that we do here on this channel and on my podcast and in our programs is designed to help you and your team smash your income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So thank you for spending your valuable time with me here today. If you like this video and you want more, then hop into our brand new free training center available at theroofstrategist.com or you can just text the word free to 303-222-7133. That's free to 303-222-7133. All right, let's rock and roll. So how do we come across as not being salesy? First, groundwork. Groundwork is this. Homeowners now, in today's modern time, are bombarded from every single angle with sales messages, marketing messages, and people wanting to reach out and grab their money. Consumers in today's times are smarter and savvier than ever before because the gimmicks are being used and overused and abused, and everyone sees what works and replicates it, and before you know it, homeowners, and by the way, last I checked, count on your own, if you open up a social media app, what I've found is you get about seven organic posts and then an ad, seven ads, seven ads. And with how often we flip our thumbs through these things, we just see ads and video ads and YouTube ads and podcast ads and TV ads and radio ads. Anywhere we can go, you'll even see ads driving down the highway, sitting on an airplane, walking through an airport. Everyone is reaching out, trying to grab attention and grab your money. And because of this, because of the exposure that we get, we sniff through it. So our mission then when we're in the house is to learn to communicate effectively 
so we can guide that homeowner to making what we believe to be the best decision for them. So I want to ask you, in your heart of hearts, in your heart, do you believe, in your heart of hearts, do you believe that you are the very best person and the best company to not only win the business, win that customer's trust to do the roof, but to actually do the install and then stand behind it at all costs? Is that you? Now, if you're sitting there saying, absolutely, and that's how I was, especially I loved to serve the little old ladies. I treated them like my grandmother. I'm like, I want to help you so the next guy doesn't scam you or con you. And I felt that in my heart of heart. So if that's you, if you agree with me on that statement, then the next challenge is this. Now, if you really believe that, it's your ethical and moral responsibility to communicate clearly to homeowners that exact message so they choose you. So when we think about it, if we really believe that we're the best, if we really believe that we have the highest integrity, then we have to communicate in that way to, to drive that message across so we can earn the business and fulfill our mission. But the problem is sometimes when we learn sales, we get a little, a little robotic. It can come across inauthentic. And again, homeowners sniff through it. Now that we've got the groundwork out of the way, let's talk about those three different things that we can do in order to come across as not salesy. So number one, we're gonna talk why we use formulas and not scripts, okay? Number two, we're going to talk about concept and understanding. And number three, we're going to talk about the way to fast track it. So I know I was a little loosey goose. Hang with me here. Let's get to it. Number one, in roofing sales, specifically roofing sales, I do not believe in word for word scripts. I repeat, I do not believe in word for word scripts. And the reason for that is in roofing sales, we have storm and retail. On the retail side, there are four reasons people replace their roof. Therefore, we've got about four main pitches. There's a couple subtle nuances between the two, but four main categories. So four main pitches. On the storm damage side, we have four stages of the claims process within each of those two mindsets with the exception of the final one, which is they're sitting on a check, which means there's seven mindsets, four stages. You put seven pitches, so seven mindsets. We have seven pitches to those mindsets. Retail, we have four. Roofing salesperson, therefore, needs to learn how to sell to 11 different scenarios. 11, you heard me right they're selling both storm and retail, which tells me that a word-for-word -word script is not going to work. I mean, the data in, in true-to-life scenarios, just to tell you the truth, like you're not going to sell to someone, for example, who's sitting on a check from the insurance and wants an estimate the same way you would if you didn't show up at their house and they have no idea that they might even have roof damage. Likewise, you're not going to sell a roof to someone who has an active leak or a problem the same way as you would to someone who calls you up and says, hey, we're just trying to get some estimates because we know we need to replace the roof in five to seven years, right? There are very different scenarios. So the reason that I teach formulas, my slap formula at the door, A-R-O, objection handling formula. And the, and the most powerful one, in my opinion, is the car park formula, C-A-R-P-A-R-K. That's my in-home sales presentation process. And when I say presentation, I mean the minute knuckles go on that door, that door opens everything, every step leading up to getting on the roof, getting invited, reporting the findings, getting the homeowner to tell us and take ownership of the damage, tell us the roof is damaged, transitioning to your presentation, doing your presentation, asking for the business, getting referrals, kickstarting that relationship. So all these formulas allow you to follow a framework and follow a certain order. And that's gonna do, actually, probably more than two things. Let's start going through the list. Thing number one is it's a mental cue. So on the car park formula, if I lose track, 
for example, and the homeowner derails me and I have already connected with the homeowner, which is the first C, assess their situation to find out where they are in the process. Once I'm on the roof, I move on to R, which is reporting my findings and getting invited inside. And then I go through and I go, oh, next I gotta present. How do I transition? Next I do this. So it becomes that placeholder that if you go off course, gives you kind of like do this, 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 and this, and provides a little bit of flexibility. Well, how can it provide flexibility? That brings me to my next point. Here's how. You ever see those cooking shows, those challenges? Gordon Ramsay has one like the mystery box challenge. I'm gonna give you five ingredients, race off to the pantry, come on back, and then cook me a delicious meal. So imagine this, if I said, hey chefs, you're gonna have a mystery box challenge. I want each and every one of you to make me a delicious steak plate. Here's the thing, all you get is these five ingredients, steak, any cut you want, butter, potatoes, salt and pepper, that is it, ready, go. Now, all the chefs, they're gonna race into the pantry. One guy or gal's gonna come out with a beautiful filet mignon. The next one comes out with a rare but delicate and just gorgeous bone-in filet. The next person comes over with a ribeye. Next one comes over with a tomahawk ribeye. Next one comes over with a New York strip. You get the gist and I can continue. You can tell I'm a fan of steak. Then, how do they cook it? Well, this guy's gonna grill it. This one's gonna sous vide the steak. This one's gonna reverse sear. This one's gonna pan sear. And now we got all these different cooking modalities. And then, now it comes time to the potato. We got baked potato, twice baked, steak fries, hash browns. All these different combinations assemble. And then what happens is the chef will come to that table and say, what I made for you is, and then they describe the dish, and it is usually very delicious because that chef knows how each one of those ingredients, just like a formula in selling, comes together, how to work with them and assemble them into a cohesive dish right there at the kitchen table for them to enjoy. And yes, there's a lot of puns on purpose because that is exactly what we do in sales. So when we learn to follow a framework or a formula, it allows us to break free of the word for word verbatim scripting. Now, you might be wondering this, is there a time and is there a place? And the answer is maybe. And, and when I say maybe, let me explain. In our new roof with solar sales system, for example, there's a time when we transition from selling the roof to the solar system. We have to time the ask, when we do it, how we do it. There's a transition script to set the hook to pique someone's interest. That is one of the very few times that I'm a fan of word for word, getting through that repetition so you see what works in the field and before you start being a little flexible with it. So that's kind of the only time. And again, that's one little tiny iota of the whole sales process. So with rare exception, not a big fan of word for word, very, very, very rare times. And the reason I say maybe is once you start doing it a few times, you'll see how you can go quote unquote off script while embodying the core meaning and psychology and philosophy of what that scripting is in place for. All right, so point number one, how to not sound salesy, don't follow scripts, follow a formula. If you wanna learn the formulas that I teach, you can get access to that while you train your entire team using our all-in-one system. And there's details in the description below or you can text the word DEMO to 303-222-7133. That's DEMO to 303-222-7133. All right, now this brings us to point number two. And I think it's time for some coffee while we do this. Point number two. We have to understand the core philosophy of what it is that we're doing. So when Arison said, hey, you know, they read the books, they're doing the body language things, what we're often doing is regurgitating, right? Which is no different than saying, what year did World War I begin? 
I, by the way, my history, and you're a roofing salesperson, so maybe your history is phenomenal, but for many of us, it's not. That's regurgitating. Does, do you, does it mean that you know the significance of how it all started or the history? No, it's just you're regurgitating a fact. And so many of us in sales, we just regurgitate. We hear this, we spit it back out. But what ends up happening is then it comes across as being salesy or forceful or like inserted. Like we're overly trying and then, and then homeowners pick it up. The, you'd ha, you'd, if you were close to me now, this might do you have any objection mug. I'd have coffee breath. I'm drinking espresso, right? And when we're dealing with homeowners, that's gonna be commission breath. And when they hear, smell that you want that sale, that you need that sale, you're not gonna get it. Now the fix is understanding the theory and philosophy behind it. I'm gonna give you an example. When you read Robert Cialdini's book, Dr. Robert Cialdini, he wrote a book called Influence. And one of the factors of influence, there's two of them. One is authority, there's six that he teaches in the book. Uh, one is authority and the other is social proof. And authority is, I'm the expert, social proof is look what other people are saying about us, right? Your ratings online. Those factors are very important to build into the sale, but when you understand how and why they're important, they allow you to put them into practice. Talking about the neighbors, talking about your reviews, sharing what other people have to say about you in the right way, you are now learning how to leverage a philosophy in a fluid conversation by understanding the core principles versus if I said, if this part in the process, you say this, then you just sound like a robot. So reason number two to not, or method number two to not come across as salesy is to simply understand the, the deeper philosophy and meaning and the psychology of applying what it is that you're learning. Okay, so we got number one is formulas, not scripts. You can access all my formulas in the training in the link below. Reason number two is to understand the deeper message. Now, let's come into reason number three and we'll leave this one on a wrap. And that one is repetition. Repetition causes new neural pathways in the brain and allow you to communicate clearly and effectively without stuttering, stopping, or thinking about it. So with repetition, i.e. role play or sales practice, you now can take the thing as you learn it and use it. It's a little fumbly and awkward and that's why we work out the kinks in role play. You work through that unnatural forceful zone and before you know it, you come across as truly authentic because guess what, it is because you have done of three things combined together. Number one is you've learned a proven framework to follow to allow you to deliver your sales message in the right order. Number two, you understand the philosophy of the buying decisions, of the psychology, of human behavior, so you can leverage them. And then number three, we practice, and we do that without being in the home. We do that in role play and sales practice to develop those new neural pathways so it comes authentic, comes across authentically and naturally, and we link all those up, you become an absolute sales machine. And by doing so, my friend, you, you and your team get to smash your income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. And the best part is it will help you serve even more customers. So that's all I have for you in this video. And I wanna hear from you. Did I miss something? Drop in the comments below. What do you do? And what is your number one tip for a salesperson to come across as not being sales or sleazy. I'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment below. Hey, thanks for joining me in today's video. If you like this one and you want some more, well, let's do it. Hop into our new free training center right here, or you can text uh, free to 303-222-7133. And if you want to hang with me here on YouTube, jump right into this video. I'll see you in the next one. Hey, don't go anywhere just quite yet. This episode has come to a close, but I do have just a couple things for you. First, I wanna thank you for listening to the Roof Strategist podcast, and I'd love to ask you a favor. Can you help me out here? 
Give a review to the podcast wherever it is that you stream. This helps the podcast grow, get in more people's ears and help people smash their income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So good, bad, otherwise I do keep an eye on these and I wanna help and I do look for video and podcast suggestions. Second, you might be interested in a product or a program to help you grow your business, grow your sales, and achieve, or better yet, smash your income goals, and I'd be honored to help. Many folks don't know where to start, and I wanna simplify it for you. The best place for you to get started is with my all-in-one sales training, sales strategy, and sales system that I call the Roofing Sales Success Formula. And I will take you through everything you need to know from knock to close in a lightning fast nine and a half hours, whether that's for you, the individual sales rep, or as the standard training for teams. And there's a reason that it's being used by thousands of reps in the field as we speak, including some of the top 100 roofing companies in America. Now, if you are looking for some more ongoing help and support and really looking to fine tune your infinite game in sales and business, I invite you to join me and my fellow mentors, John Cenac, Deshaun Bryant, Matt Mulholland, and Jim Moline inside the Pitch Pro movement. Listen, there's links in the podcast description that will walk you through everything and direct you to those websites. But if you do wanna chat with my team or with me, you can call or text 303-222-7133. That's 303 303- 222-7133. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.